Previously on The Crown, tensions between Margaret Thatcher and Queen Elizabeth hit an all-time high as the Queen's distaste for Thatcher's policies about South African apartheid made their way to the public by the news. Uh, things didn't end well for them. Um, they were cordial, but not great. And that was really the entire episode. And this week, let's see if it even comes into play. Uh, so tune in this week on the Lord of Grantham podcast. Well, there's nothing I can do. We are back once again. Yeah, Dave, it is an exciting week. It is indeed. Second to last time we uh, hang with this cast. Yeah, it really is. Uh, almost feels like an end of an era for uh, this round of the crown for us. And I know uh, we're not at the end, but I would say, you know, if we were at the end, this would be a very sort of appropriate week, all things considered. Why this week? Because of what happened on Sunday. This what happened on Sunday? The crown like swept the Golden Globes. Oh, come on, man. We're not going to get it. Not that, that it's a we? big deal. But. <laughs> the, the Golden Globes do not mean anything. <laughs> well, I mean, it means something. We got Prince Charles, Princess Diana, and Marge. It, it, it may hurt the feelings of our listeners, but let me let you in on a secret. The Golden Globes are paid for. They are not earned. <laughs> so the Netflix just shelled out their money. For the crown, okay? Maybe there's a, a, some level of like, we'll give it to it because it deserves it. But no, I mean, there was an expose in the LA Times a couple weeks ago that revealed that they have zero black members. They only allow five people in the HFPA, which is only 87 members. They only let in five per year, and any single vote can veto a person from joining the group. Mm-hmm. There was the whole news that for Emily in Paris, which people raised eyebrows at getting nominated for uh, best drama or best comedy or whatever it was, it was because they paid for over 30 members of the 87-member HFPA to fly to Paris to stay at the Peninsula, Peninsula Hotel for two nights. And that's During not a COVID? good show. Uh, Pre-COVID, yeah. And wow. Yeah, it, it, they're, they're just a crooked organization. And, and let's, let's let, we're even ignoring the fact that Jillian Anderson won, and we've seen the majority of her work for The Crown. I don't know if it's necessarily award-worthy. They gave it a Golden Globe to Meryl Streep 10 years ago, almost 10 years ago, for The Iron Lady. So you're telling mm-hmm. me Jillian Anderson is putting on a performance that's as award-worthy as whatever Meryl Streep did for Thatcher to win? Like, You're telling me Jillian Anderson is not on the same level as Meryl Streep? <laughs> it may be hard to believe, Dave, but come on. I mean, how many people are going to win for playing the same character? Uh, enough ragging on the Golden Globes. They're not worth our time. <laughs> Congratulations to the cast and crew of The Crown for winning the Golden Globe. Let me know when you get an Emmy, okay? Um, anyways. Any other Crown news? There's a lot of other Crown news. But we'll, we'll, we'll get to all of it. Just let's follow in order of operations. Downton Abbey, it's back on PBS, and they're hosting on Sunday. Uh, Downton Abbey returns with an exclamation point uh, special hosted by... Uh, Jim Carter uh, in between episodes and it'll also feature interviews with people from the show probably stock footage but the whole special presentation will be hosted by Jim Carter and that leads me to ask you Dave how much do you think they're paying to keep Jim Carter on retainer for all Downton Abbey (laughs) 
uh, airing events? I don't think too much. Because he's always the person that they get. It's not Hugh or anyone else. I mean, they had that live perform that live orchestra outside High Clear. They got Jim Carter. You know, he's probably local, right? And I feel like in this day and age, he might be. He's probably cheaper than Hugh, but he's fair. He's more recognizable and has a better voice for narration than Rob James Collier or Mrs. Hughes or anybody else, maybe? Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I don't know. He's kind of like... I'm trying to, to put it in another another way, another comparable world. Mm-hmm. He's kind of like... Hmm. This is an interesting thing to think about. He's kind of like Ric Flair. Okay. Like... He's had his time, and every time they got to have a legend come out in wrestling, it's Ric Flair. It's like we got Ric Flair on. So he'll show up. They're kicking him like five G's just to make an appearance. Probably. I mean, (laughs) honestly, if you're sitting at home and and someone was like, "Hey, dude, uh, you're not acting much because of COVID. You want to go do something else down and where you just don't. You can phone it in, make five hundred dollars, get a bottle of High Clear Castle gin, and call it a day." He's probably like, oh, wonderful. I haven't had a drop of gin in months. Yes, yes. I think Jim Carter's probably drinking every day. I mean, you saw that one interview where he dropped the news about Down Abbey, the movie 2 or whatever. Hey, he's, he looked, he's no uh He's, he's no pink in the Mr. face. <laughs> he's not Mr. Bates. No, he, he is not drinking on, on he's not that not running level. coil, yeah. No, he's not running coil. But I, I think Jim Carter knocks enough back. <laughs> You think Louie the butler is, is making him drinks? When he comes to visit, I'm sure. I'm sure he does. Okay. Anyways, that, that's all that's going on with Downton. I, I looked. That's all that's going on right now. Now, is there going to be a way to watch this as a condensed clip? Because I'm we're not uh, sitting through PBS for... I mean, there's a preview what? already on PBS. It's only 30 seconds long. I'm sure we can... cover. That's we'll an hour come, for us. <laughs> yeah, we'll come back next week with coverage of it. We'll let you know. <laughs> Well, maybe not next week, because next week we'll finish The Crown, but in a couple of weeks we'll have a, a wide-open schedule, so maybe it'll we'll be time to revisit some Downton supplemental stuff. Yeah, uh, we're overdue. Um, back to The Crown. Uh, Prince Harry was on the James... Golden Globes. Well, not that. Uh, Prince uh, Harry was on James Corden, and he referred to... They, they asked him if he watched the show. He didn't directly answer the question of whether he asked it, um, but he said it's you know straight-up fiction, uh, the show. And he, he actually mm-hmm. appreciated this fictional version of their life as opposed to the newspapers uh, putting out fake stories about him and everything. So he, he appreciates it on that level. And he does and he did say that, you know, it does show a lot of their life, you know, of like having to follow this royal uh, lifestyle and regimen. And, mm-hmm. he, you know, he says it captures that, but it is a work of fiction from Harry, Prince Harry to cool. our ears. He's yeah. the, I mean, we see him this week. Yeah, yeah. Updates on Prince Phil's health. He's still in the hospital. I think he may have been moved to a second location. He's been there for 14 or 15 days, but they say it's uh, Princess Anne actually uh, gave updates and said he, it's painful. Or no, it was Camilla who gave updates. He's in pain, but he's he's still here. He's still going. Okay. <laughs> and now for the best news of the week, Dave, the, the craziest news. So we know this whole debacle with uh peter morgan and, and jillian anderson we, we call i covered it a few weeks ago that mm-hmm, correct they had broken up in december peter morgan had started dating uh jillian anderson's friend uh jemima kirk and it was kind of crazy because on sunday at the golden globes 
Gillian Anderson thanked uh, Peter Morgan. And there's rumors out there, and it looks like it's to be the case, that Peter Morgan and Gillian uh, Anderson have gotten back together. What about Jemima? So, according to the Daily Mail, always reliable Daily Mail, one of Jemima's friends told the mail, Peter pursued her rather than the other way around. He persuaded her they would be great together, but has now gone back to Jillian. This has happened in the past week. She is pretty knocked uh, about it, and people are appalled by his behavior. It seems rather unstable. He said he was serious about Jemima, and she was certainly serious about the romance with him. <laughs> he told everyone that Jemima was the one and had made that pretty clear to her, in my view, after what he in has just months? done. Yeah, in my view, after what he has just done, she has just dodged a bullet. So, I mean, yeah, I got to agree with, with whoever said that. Well, I mean, what is Peter Morgan's deal here? Do you think he actually dated Jemima, he's, as we surmised? He, he to get smelled if, award season. Well, he smelled the awards. To, to do what? <laughs> Up his game. Well, I mean, Jillian Anderson was stationed alone in Belarus for wherever she's filming. So it's not like they're like on site together exactly i think it's on his way over what's he it's, doing it's well it's what we said before he obviously dated this woman who was friends with diana one time to get all her secrets got it took dated notes her after for a month. the season came out well i mean well, i guess still we on still have one more yeah so he he dated her got all the notes and he bounced he's a, he's a duplicitous man he i feel the one he did uh I don't like this Peter Morgan guy. I don't like his tactics. I, I don't know about him. You think Julian Fellows would do this? <laughs> no. Are you kidding me? Julian Fellows would have three girlfriends at the same time, and they would all know that they, it's not exclusive. That's what would happen. <laughs> and they'd he all get paid handsomely. smug look on his face. <laughs> yes. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> Lady number one. <laughs> I don't know your name. And they're each you... the, like, he's got the Downton girlfriend, the... English game girlfriend, mm-hmm. and uh, what's the other one? Uh, the, the one the that Belgravia came out one. last year. Belgravia. Belgravia, and the Gilded Age girlfriend too. He does have a wife though, Julian Fellow, since 1990, Emma Joy uh, Kitchener, and they have one child. Great, but 1990? I mean, yeah, but I mean that's that's Wikipedia. Take it for what it's worth. Yeah, yeah, just like the Daily Mail. Exactly. <laughs> But I, I trust uh, I trust him more the, uh, Julian than I do Peter Morgan. This guy, the, he, Peter Morgan, seems crooked the way he play, plays fast and loose, loose with the facts on the crown, and the way he plays fast and loose with his women. I don't I don't trust this Peter Morgan type. I'm telling you. That's hey, I'm I'm not, I neither agree nor disagree. Let's meet. Well, when we interview him, we'll talk to him. <laughs> I'm sure he'll be, he's dying to talk to us now to set the record straight. That's the exclusive we need is Peter Morgan to set the record straight of what went on here. Just that. Not talk about the show that we've been <laughs> no. covering for the past year. Just to talk uh, about his ladies. Yeah. I want to know. All right, Dave. Take it away. Where are we with The Crown right now? We are at, at uh, an opera of sorts. Yes. This is the name of this episode is Avalanche. It's not immediately apparent what they're talking about. And yeah, we are at the opera for Prince Charles' 37th it's, birthday. Doug, he's a great looking 37. You got to give him credit. Aging like fine wine. Oh my gosh. Aging like he hasn't changed maybe a couple weeks since he was 20. <laughs> and it's funny. If you saw uh, what's his name at the Golden Globes um, who plays. Uh, Prince Charles, he had like some facial hair. It's like, oh, he actually looks older. <laughs> he 
did, but not 37. No, no, he's 30 as, as, in real life and, and as he looks in the show. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Diana's staring him down. Uh, you know, Peter Morgan loves to go to this trope of uh, ballerinas and dancers uh, catching the eye of uh, royalty. Mm-hmm. But Charles doesn't seem like lusty for them. No, he seems checked out. I, I don't think he was. I think he was in his zone. You know, because when he's walking in, the crowd is going nuts for Diana. And as is the way, Diana has to get out and walk a couple feet in front of Prince Charles. Mm-hmm. And the crowd is eating her up. And then when we see that the show is going on, Charles is, like, so engaged in this. You know, like, he, he's got his, you know, head in his hands. He's he's watching this. The He's weeping at one point. Okay, he's, I think he I, he's a man of class. I mean, he always says he's a man of class, but he's a man who likes. He's a snob. He's a hipster. Yeah, I think that's fair. Uh, he he also just I don't know. He just has this profoundly emptied look on his face. I feel like too, you know, it's a mm-hmm. little inscrutable. Well, I mean, he doesn't me. seem to be happy. And then no. when Diana says, "I'm going to go powder my nose," he's like, "Are you serious? Like this is? I'm, I'm crying here. I like this. This is this is my stuff. You got to go powder your nose." What are you nuts? I don't know. Yeah. Well, he's a, he's then in what, af- after after this sort of uh, very somber performance, we hear Wah. a reminder that we're Wah. in the eighties. <laughs> I thought that was Billy Joel on the stage dancing with her with the curly hair and the, he's a little short. And I was like, wait, did they actually pay Billy Joel to come out and learn to dance to dance with Diana? It would be great if it was modern day Billy Joel. <laughs> he would he would lift her up and just drop her. Yeah, <laughs> you had one or two there, Billy. Um, yeah, the crowd is whooping it up. They are just into this. Oh yeah, absolutely. She comes out and and the place is going buck wild. <laughs> I mean, how often do you get to see royalty just performing for you like that to Uptown Girl? Yeah, I was a little shocked it wasn't a British song. Well, I mean, she's an uptown girl. What, what can you say? Yeah, Billy Nothing. Joel, and Billy Joel is undeniable in, in 88 or whatever year this was. 80, yeah, 87 and I think, or yeah, and then the, the jump is 88. It's all 88. Anyways, mm-hmm. Charles is not too thrilled about it, though. <laughs> yeah, she gets an eight-minute standing O for this dance she does. There's no recording of this, but there are there are photos of it. And uh, people loved it, yeah. And we see one heck of a cab ride after. What were you thinking? He says. And this he is actually. He says, I'm, start- "I'm starting to properly loathe you." And he's like, "Welcome to the party." <laughs> <laughs> and this is actually uh, from one of those uh, exposés that are that is out there that allegedly Charles did hate the performance. He, he hated seeing it, and I can see that you're you're of the crown, you're of the royalty. Why are you out there? kind of doing this I don't know <laughs> just silly dance you know it just mm-hmm. it seems beneath you yeah it seems more Diana's mission statement than char- than the royal family's mission statement absolutely yeah Where Diana loves the fact that the public and I don't mean like Diana personally though it, she I'm sure she did but mm-hmm. the adoration of the public is a lot more of an important thing for Diana than it is for Charles yeah absolutely but uh you know who else approved of this dance? Prince Philip. Oh yeah. 
<laughs> Why didn't you ever what do a, that? What a fun scene. Yeah. Well, we also missed the fact that when they get home on his birthday party, mm-hmm. Diana gets out of the car and they're like, she's like giving him the eye and he's like, I'm going to, to Gloucester. Of course. As he and does. she's like, well, she's there to keep you happy, even though I just did the dance to Billy Joel. <laughs> yeah. But then we see the queen is looking at the newspaper. Mm-hmm. Saying like, hey, Phil. Can you believe this? They're stronger than ever. Yeah. About, she danced to Billy Joel. <laughs> and Phil, it feels like, why didn't you ever do that for me? And she has the best singer. You had one of your own ballerinas for that. To which oh. feels like... <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it's so... It annoys me, though, so much, because like, there's still no accountability or any you know actual evidence that that happened. And then the show just treats it so matter-of-factly. That it's fiction, fi- though, according to Prince Harry. Yeah, exactly. Anyways, though, uh, yeah, as the Queen says, well, they're off to Switzerland. Perhaps the marriage can turn turn a corner. Tell me more about this Billy Joel uh, character. And Phil starts going, Wah. Yeah, he corrects her. It's, it's, it's Billy Joel. You know, Uptown Girl? Like, you're not familiar. It's, it's weird that Phil would know the song and not Elizabeth. And I mean, I think it's it's not necessarily weird that Elizabeth doesn't know it either. It's just yeah. kind of shocking that one wouldn't, one wouldn't. Right. And then she says, what are you talking about? Smash cut to the opening credits. Whoa. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> they really missed the opportunity to just have Uptown Girl play over the, the crown intro. Why not, <laughs> right? What have they got to lose at this Such point? A stiff theme song. I skip it every time. There's no oh, world where I'm going to watch it. Absolutely. It takes way too much time. And also, they're already going to be given Golden Globes. So why not play Billy Joel's Uptown Girl over the intro? You got nothing to yeah, lose. Roll the dice, Peter Morgan, you goon. Yeah, come on, man. Um, I, I do like that that was like the end of the cold open, though. Just like, who's this Billy Joel guy? And that's it. <laughs> All you need to know. So, but then we start, and it's 1988, and uh, our favorite year, Dave. It's our year, man. It's our favorite. I don't know our our birth year. Yes, it favorite year. year. I mean, I guess I really it's don't a, know. What it's my a damn good year, year is. is all I'll say. Yeah, Dundee too. It's got the two infinite symbols in it. It's it's all good. Yeah, Avalanche. for us Gemini's. Are you a Gemini? Come on, man. I'm a Cancer. I know to society. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> And you're well, a crab, right? No, no. What are you, Dave? You're a... I'm a Gemini. You're a Gemini? You're yeah. a Gemini man? I'm the Gemini man. I'm a Gemini man. 8-8. <laughs> eight, eight. All right. And we're both so we born see... in June. It's wild. Anyways. Yeah. It's a, we see this avalanche in, in the crown using about an eighth of their CG budget. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it, it comes and, down and... Who's caught in it, Dave? It, the gang, the whole gang. <laughs> Scooby Doo and the gang. Yeah, we see Charles. Charles is in it. Diana's in it. Smithers and They're Homer. Friends. Yep. <laughs> They're all caught um, in this avalanche. What's the What's the name of everything? Who? What's the? Mr. Burns and Homer. That That's the reference. Uh, what What are you trying to get at? The guy who who was in it who passes away. I don't know, and I don't really care. <laughs> that sounds Hugh terrible. Lindsay is his name. <laughs> Hugh Lindsay. Is it a, a man? Yeah, it is a man. Yeah, because yeah, and we a, see uh, old Martin has to give the 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 rundown to yeah Elizabeth and and because they Phil think they, and 
because they're already talking about he may be dead. Like there's contingencies in place for the entire family if uh, Charles is gone, you know? Mm-hmm. And they say that their code names are all Bridges, which is a pretty interesting, fun little tidbit. Yeah. But as you said, David, it's one person who died. Sad. Yes. In the long terms, uh, you know, of, of things on the crown, ultimately not that important on the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's not the only news Charter uh, Terrace has uh, for Elizabeth. Oh, he tells her that, tells her that she should brace for speculation. Uh, that prior to the accident, there are arguments and raised voices between Diana and Charles, and can't expect that to, to last secret for long. <clears throat> mm-hmm. Yeah, and that, that's all I had to tell to, her. <laughs> Who do they go to to get the dirt? Well, there, there's a funeral uh, for the person we hardly knew. Oh, there's before the funeral. There's a visit. Well, there's a visit after it. I think Princess Anne comes. Yeah. Yeah. She's discussing the marriage. Yeah, she says it's not an age gap; it's an age chasm. Mm-hmm. And she is laying down. She's she's gotten a promo. Queen Elizabeth she- is like, "Tell me what's going on," and she's like, "Well, there's a butler." There's mm-hmm. a doorman. There's a general. Yeah. Diana is having the rounds with everyone. And uh, good for her, honestly. Charles is so such trash to her. Why not? You know, and she's young. Might as well. Mm-hmm. And they're saying Diana is not discreet. Well, what do you want so her to do? Everybody knows everything. <laughs> yeah. Say, I mean, it's not like Charles men are is in and out. Yeah. Hey, man. She she looks right, you know, good for her. Prime of her life, late twenties, yeah. early thirties, right? Uh huh. And Charles is just ignoring her the whole time, so why not? Hmm. But yeah, I mean, but Anne lays it down. They, they have different interests, different friends. They've done well, and, but just speaking from her own experience, because she's been through a divorce at this point in the show, that that we didn't really actually see. Uh, nope. It's just not meant to be. It ain't working. Yeah, and uh, they say that the whole Camilla group is enabling Charles and Camilla while at the same time keeping it really kind of hidden from the public. It's like a known unknown. Like mm-hmm. It's their own secret sort of Xanadu where nobody can mess with them. Yeah. And there's, you know, suitors barking outside her, her office uh, or, or for uh, Diana. That she, yeah, she, because it's the just... only place that she can get away with the mm-hmm. doing what she's doing. Yeah. So, I mean, kudos to Diana. <laughs> like, who cares? Yeah, do do you, Diana. Enjoy life. Yeah, honestly. She looks great. So good for her. So, so we see that Charles is uh, goes to the funeral for Mr. Lindsay. Yeah, and there's another funeral. Because they're at the church like twice. Well, maybe, I don't know. Maybe, no, no, it's um, the first sequence is them taking the casket out of the plane and into mm. the hearse. Gotcha. And the second one is... Um, them actually at the, the church. Gotcha. And then we see Charles has his little avalanche flashbacks, which, thinking about it, that's got to be like a lifelong trauma. That's not something that you just get over. Especially yeah. knowing that a friend died. <laughs> Yeah, you go through anything like that. It is not you don't doesn't you don't it doesn't leave you. I mean, you're not skiing I, again. I can't speak to it, but just knowing I was in a car crash once and was like 
12 inches away from getting impaled through my head, that has stuck with me. <laughs> and it mm-hmm. occurs to, to me sometimes, and it, it's terrifying. It's traumatizing. So, yeah, I believe it. Yeah. And and he, he says after as much. The he, funeral, he he die. After the funeral, Charles gets on the phone. Mm-hmm. And Stop he says, you know what he says? He says, what? don't call me a fool. I only want to be with you. Come on. (laughs) To old Camilla. A little ahead of the times there with the hoodie. Okay, we're not in the 90s yet. (laughs) But that's what he says. No, he he, he calls her up and he He says, says, I only want to be with you. No, he says, girl, you know it's true. Ooh, ooh, ooh. I love you. That's topical. That's of the time. Come on. All right. I don't know. Okay. He says, I only want to be. I think he says, I only want to be with you. Call me a fool, a fool. Okay. Uh, you know who also is having flashbacks is Elizabeth. She's thinking back to the good times with Charles. You know, all the times he made her smile. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, she wants to keep this going. So. So she calls a meeting. She says family meeting. Yep. Everybody come over. And we see Diana's already there, and Charles walks in. I thought I thought Diana was showing up at Gloucester or something. Like, no, we're at Buckingham. Mm-hmm. We're at home base, baby. Yeah. Phil's just sitting there. Did you notice that when they, they greet them? So, like, Diana walks in and gives a little kiss on the cheek to Queen Elizabeth, and, and Prince Philip does a little... <laughs> and, like, winks at her. Like, slide I was like, this, I love... Uh, this, this iteration of Phil is so good. Yeah. He's he, like a he, dude who just... He's the, the dad that's like, look, I screwed up, and I just don't want you to screw up. Yeah, he knows himself. It's great. But he sees Diana, and he's like, look, I'm, I can't deny it. And he sees he says, I see myself and you. Yeah. Who's your boy, Mike? You got a boy, Mike? <laughs> we all you got, got a girl, boy, Michaela? <laughs> yeah. Well, introduce her to, I'll, I'll, to my friend, Mike. You know, they'll have, they'll have fun together. Um, yeah, 60-year-old Mike and 30-year-old yeah. Diana. Absolutely. The queen has one question. Uh, do either no longer uh, want marriage to work? And she said, look, you're the the future monarch. So if your marriage doesn't work, what does that mean for marriage as an institution? Mm-hmm. And Charles, yeah, Charles pulls out like, some... Charles like, let me show... He, he opens up his jacket. He pulls out multiple papers. And as yeah. he's unfolding these papers, Diana's like, no, 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 no. I want to make it work. Mm-hmm. She says, I'm I mean, ready to Charles in charge anything. <laughs> he is not. And the queen's like, well, why are you broken your vows then, young lady? Mm-hmm. And she's like, oh, no. I don't. She, she, she said, you know, after this avalanche, I got a flash. I can't lose this man. I love this man. <laughs> so they, there's she two said, separate don't call epiphanies. me a fool. I only want to be with you, yeah. with Charles. Charles had an epiphany. He wants to be with Camilla. Diana had an epiphany. She wants to be with Charles. And none of it's going to work out. Yeah. And uh, we cut away before that Charles gets a chance to speak. I, I like how and Charles we, is like, come on. Like he, He's like listening to Diana and he's just like, looks so pained. <laughs> but then just, the end of the scene is like, don't I have an opportunity to speak my piece? And then it cuts to him and Camilla. Yeah. I mean, Diana is willing to commit to anything. And the queen says, well, that's that. And then that's when Charles is like, 
Well, what about nah, me? Nah, 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 nah. Charles is not in charge. Absolutely not. Uh, so yeah, he's Charles going com- off on Camilla. He's like, she is so dumb. She we, don't know me. We get this. Like, I don't almost like her. Every episode that is focused that is focused on them, you know, like him just complaining to Camilla about the situation he's in. Hmm. And but then we see that Diana well, is does, actually so much. He does say, though, if Diana puts the slightest foot wrong, they'll let me know. He is keeping an eye on her. Yep. He says he got his people on it. Mm-hmm. He said he got Sergeant Willis on it. Yeah. Yep. So, But Diana is actually behaving. She, she tells her staff, I don't want to deal with these people. Mm-hmm. No more plan B for me. No more mm-hmm. trips to the hospital. I'm, yeah. I'm on the straight and narrow. At the same says, time, I want to celebrate Charles's birthday. Yeah, he wants to see. Uh, well, he wants to see Camilla on the twenty eighth, and it's not their birthday, Dave. It is the tw- the their anniversary on the 29th. Oh, yeah, okay. So, th- yeah, Charles completely forgot about that, and he's annoyed that he can't see Camilla. <laughs> and they have to go to Highgrove because that's where uh, Diana requests him to be. Something specific she had in mind for him, and he just looks disgusted at the thought of whatever she may have in mind for him. Yeah, and we see the the Netflix drop some more money on um, what Queen song is it? It's um, it's a Queen song. It's a big Queen song. Yeah, that yeah, yeah. we some see just Diana me. driving with the kids. Yeah, can can anybody find her somebody to love? Mm-hmm. And we get we see the kids. We, we see, see like Harry a sort of and, uh, yeah, Harry and Henderson. <laughs> Henderson. Well, actually, yeah, he's in the in the woods as they drive by, but we also yeah. see uh, John John Lithgow's cashing that check. <laughs> yeah, but we see Prince William and and, and uh, Harry there. Mm-hmm. And we see like a cut of is it this the they're cleaning up Gloucester. They're cleaning up all of Camilla's stuff from Charles's room, switching the pictures, Legit taking her photos down, taking her brazier out of the bed, and then putting up photos of Diana. And the kids. Yep. Comical. Just, just, but then we see like Charles is kind of miserable as the kids play in the pool and Diana. It's like he can't even take joy in his children. Like he hates Diana that much. I mean, they're they're painting the the strokes broad here with uh, who Charles is right now. And, and I gotta say though, I do feel like because of what we've seen with Charles over the seasons, I I understand how shitty of a situation this is for him. And it's one of those things where it's like, I, I, I feel for Diana. She should not be in this position, but also Charles. I mean, he's been through a lot and he, he wanted happiness and the family denied him. So I, I get his unhappiness. He just wanted to be with Camilla and that, that's it, you know? Yeah. And, and his grandma screwed him over in that regard. Seriously. Yeah. Thanks. Grandma. And, and the dead guy. Lord Malpine. Absolutely. Sowing his oats. Uh, so there's a big cake. Yep. But they're Diana. not eating from the cake. They're eating this like parfait or something like that. Yeah. And, and Charles Diana, is like, hey, I got I, I got you a gift. Yeah. <laughs> Same time, Diana's been hyping up this gift. She's like eyeing it on the way there. She's so excited for her, the gift she's going to give him. But what what is the gift that Phil could not Phil, Charles could possibly have for Diana? It's a first edition book about diana's lineage and history and family history yeah now this is the ultimate gift of a a this is a mansplaining gift i think 
Well, it comes from her great grandfather, so that that yeah. But Charles, Charles is just Charles is doing his thing to try to get her to be more interesting. I'm not, I'm not saying he's doing it in a, in a way to make her more likable. I think it's mm-hmm. a boring gift, but I think he's trying to be like, look, I'm cultured. You owe it to yourself to be a little more cultured. Yeah. And she goes, thanks. Now you open yours, and it's a VHS of Crocodile Dundee two, which is not <laughs> even in theaters yet because it's 1988. Yeah. Uh, no, it's it's actually uh, a recording. It's funny because Charles, for a second, can't figure out how to turn the VHS thing on, but he gets it on. It's it's a recording of her performing um, the Phantom of the Opera, a, a song from that uh, on a stage where she closed the stage. There is no evidence that this ever happened, uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> but sure for the crown, why not? Uh, so that's her gesture to him is her performing again, even though he absolutely hated her dancing on stage. For some reason, she thought that this would be something that would win his approval, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, well, she's, she gives him the, the message that performing is my way of expressing myself, and I really want to perform, Chuck. So why don't you let me? Yeah, and smash cut to Charles complaining yet again, this time to Anne. <laughs> yes. As if the agony of the opera house couldn't be topped. Yeah, and Anne is, Anne is like, oh, I'm gonna make that agony worse. Mm-hmm. She said, no, you can't get divorced, you can't end this marriage. You're screwing up, man, and you got to get it together because you got this is your life, Chuck. I mean, he's someone who said I didn't realize how much uh, scaffolding was required, uh, you know, to like form a smile on his face. <laughs> he is just so unhappy and. Look, Anne is usually good at slapping people about their wits and getting it together, and she's she's good at you know laying the law down. But there's no saving Charles here. He's so oh, far. Charles gone. says, "What does one have to do to get some kindness in this family?" I feel like he said this like a dozen times at this point in the show. <laughs> and that's why he won the Golden Globe. Yeah, yeah. Uh, anyways, this leads to Charles. Getting in a car with Camilla and asking her if she. Oh can no! Make- we missed. We missed the point here. What's that? Is that Anne says that as much as Camilla loves Charles, Camilla's not going to get a divorce from Andrew Parker Bowles. She loves their life, mm-hmm. and she likes she likes the sort of double life she gets to lead. But she wouldn't abandon one for the other. Yeah. So Charles is like, "You're wrong." She would, and then he mm-hmm. runs away crying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just into the field. He just goes runs away crying. Uh, but yeah, and so then we at- see we see them in a car, or mm-hmm. we see Charles in a car, and Camilla like walks down a muddy road and gets in the car. Can you make me a promise to escape with me? He asks. He says, "Do you like pina coladas?" <laughs> Getting caught, in, caught the in the rain, <laughs> and she's like, "No." <laughs> yeah, it's not Efe- effectively. Fun. Charles is like, "Look, I got to ask you right now. I'm the prince. I'm the future of this monarchy. Mm-hmm. Would you, or would you not?" And she was like, oh, yeah. And, uh, but she does, she says she won't leave Andrew. That's the problem. She, she won't leave him. She, she, her love for him is real, but she will not leave her husband for him. Do anything for love, but she won't do that. Yeah. She says the love is real. And she said she loves that Charles needs her. And I was like, (laughs) terrible. This is a, like, Charles gets his grief. Camilla's also cheating on her husband. 
Yeah. Too. I mean, it's all. And they have children too. It's it's yeah. none of these people are good people. That's what I've been saying since season one, episode one of The Crown. None of these mm-hmm. people are good people. No, no, we should never ever be rooting for him, really, except for maybe Phil, just because the guy's just living his best life on some level. But we also know he's a, also a piece of trash. That too, but I don't know. They're, they're, he's he's likable in like the Wolf of Wall Street way, where you know you shouldn't root for him, but you can't help it. That's Phil. Mm-hmm. To close out this episode, though. Diana, dirty Diana, uh, she is dancing. <laughs> Literally, she is dirty Diana at, at this point, and. Uh, she rings back in the army, bro. <laughs> she dials well, don't, him up. Don't don't put it quite so to, so simply. She's <laughs> trying to get she she has kept these doors closed, and mm-hmm. it shows her every time she tries to get in touch with Charles, no response, no yeah. response, no response. And then one day she calls Charles's car phone, and who mm-hmm. picks up? But the general. So <laughs> and he says he says well well well, and then you see Diana go, uh oh. And that is when she sneaks him in. And then there's people watching. There's people watching. Yeah. And the streets we are watching. People, and people are is... not fans of the general. And then we see. Yeah, and they really. We see like a. And they're like, someone gives Charles some of the information. We see his face. Yeah. And they really drum up yes. the music to, to get you to hit play to watch the next episode. But you know, uh, Dave and I, we did not press play. We have to wait till next yeah, they, week. It's a slow zoom on Charles's face, and it goes boom, but I go, Yeah, they they close the Billy Joel, but I love how Netflix is just saying to themselves, "Oh, they're going to tune into that next episode immediately. They got to see how it wraps." And we're just like, "Nah, <laughs> not, not for our fans. We got we got to we got to wait <laughs> till next week." You got teases out. Uh, that was a short episode too. It was less than fifty minutes. It was a good one though. I loved it. Yeah, I mean, I feel like we've been to this well a lot of times this year. This year of, of just kind of there's a reason that is so popular. I, it just feels like it's hitting a lot of the same notes in this episode, but I do like that it's building towards something finally. I wonder what. Yeah, I can only imagine. I can only see where it goes. But yeah, it was a good episode. Netflix, they they got that Billy Joel and Queen in one episode. Avalanche too. I hope our I hope our attorney Kevin tuned in this week. Yeah. That's a third of the budget for each of those. Third goes to Billy Joel, a third goes to Queen, a third goes to that avalanche we see for a few seconds. Yeah. That's how it works out. But well, we this got was a good rankings. one. I do, yeah, we do got final rankings. Who do you have going all the way down? Or not all the way down, the highest of the low. Uh, I got Harry and William at the at the bottom. Like At no point in these episodes do they really say anything about the kids. Like, who cares about the kids? They, re- they really are getting the shaft here, and I, I feel for them. Even though they're all trash, as we just said about mm-hmm. the crown and all. <laughs> well, at number three, I got Charles. Because he's still gallivanting around with Camilla. And mm-hmm. even though she won't be with him after the sequence where she, where she says, I don't only want to be with you, he still hangs out with her. So he hasn't quite learned his lesson. So he doesn't have it the worst. But yeah, he doesn't get to speak his mind. He doesn't get to, to live his truth. And I kind of feel for him in a weird way. Okay. Well, and number two, I got the queen. Again, she keeps practicing the same thing that she's done all season where, like, you just got to work this out and you'll stay married. Bada bing, bada boom. Call it a day. And that is just not the case. <laughs> that is not the case Well, it worked at all. for her somehow. It worked for her somehow because Phil's just the guy who realized the hand he was dealt was pretty good, so he just stuck with it. So, mm-hmm. yeah, queen, you, you need to change with the times. You're going down. Yeah, well, at number two, 
I got Hugh Lindsay. Rest in peace. Did we ever ever see him on the show once? He was Phil, or he was the uh, the boy Mike of of Prince Charles. We just never saw him on screen. Okay, sure. Well, number one to go down. He has a, he has a he has a funeral, so you got to give it to him for having a funeral. Great. Okay. Well, number one going down, I got Charles. The dude was in an, the dude was in an avalanche. He sat through the torture of Diana dancing on stage. He sat through watching her perform a Phantom of the Opera recorded. And then he just complained from so long to Camilla and Anne and didn't get his way any which way. And the girl he likes said she wants to stick with Andrew. I don't know how you can have a worse week. And his friend died. Why well, got Diana has the worst week? Okay. Because she has a moment of clarity when she almost dies in an avalanche and says, don't, you know, call me a fool because I only want to be with you. Was it entirely and clear then her, she was there? Like, it caught in, up and all that? Well, whatever. She, what, she, she has a flash of clarity knowing that her husband may be dead. Okay. And she does her best. She, mm. is, she resets her life emotionally after being confronted. Imagine your mother-in-law's like, you've been cheating on my son. Yeah. This has to stop. And she goes, when given the opportunity to say, I don't want to be here anymore, she goes, no, 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 no. Let me stop you, Charles, before you say anything. I still want to be here. And what? she endures Charles's neglect, which is purposeful, which is trying to get what he wants from her. Mm-hmm. Only, and I mean, we haven't really seen this come full tilt, but she also gets screamed at after getting an eight-minute standing ovation from the public. Oh, the public still loves her. Whatever. Well, who's going up for you then, Dave? Who's number three going up? She has her cake, and she eats it too. Camilla Parker Bowles. Oh, come on. What could possibly be going right for her this week? She has her cake, and she eats it too. Uh, yeah. Charles says, call me a fool. I only want to be with you. And she says, nah, I'm going to stay with my husband. And then two scenes later, they're at a party together. He's, she gets everything she wants in this episode. I guess, I guess so. Uh, yeah, that, that's fair. <laughs> um, that is fair. Uh, number three, I got Anne. She's laying the okay. law down yet again uh, to the queen, to her brother, just letting them know she's learned a few things and that they need to get in line and, and just live life. So kudos to her for just flexing, you know? Mm-hmm. Okay. And number two, this is a shared spot between all of Diana Suter's. Well, yeah, number two, I got Army Army Bro Major James Hewitt. <laughs> that guy is just like, oh, okay, sweet. <laughs> I get to hook up with Diana. <laughs> Whoa. That's the princess, baby. The, the crowd was going nuts. Yeah, this is totally great. This is win-win for all these dudes. I mean, they might get yeah. like, killed off screen. They might get ushered into a room and get murdered. Mm-hmm. But boy, they had their fun. Yeah, it's okay for right now. She's like the number one woman in the world at that time. Yeah, go for it. One of. Yeah. Shoot your shot, dude. <laughs> Seriously. Hey, who's number one then, Dave? Who had the best week? I got Princess Anne. She's on, she's on fire this week. Okay. She's great. She comes and she talks. She she talks to her mom. She's like, Ma, you think it's this way? Mm-hmm. It's a lot worse. Yeah. And she goes, you know, he didn't die in that avalanche, but his wife is messing around and and as an audience we didn't even know she was fooling around with him on him diana mm-hmm. we didn't know we were not privy to it so this is as the audience we're like oh huh it's yeah. not perfect for diana she's not a good person either i 
Well, Diana's number one. And I wouldn't say that she's not a good person because she was cheating around on, on Charles. What other options does she really have? I Number one, going up, she got to just... She, hey, becoming a princess to begin with, coming from nothing or not so much, good for her. Impressing a bunch of people while dancing on stage to Uptown Girl, kudos to her. Being able to, to sing and perform uh, Family Opera, awesome. Okay, so Charles isn't around. Okay, she learns how to make do for herself with one or two or three or four, five men. Who knows? Good for her. She is owning her life. There, there's no reason for her to have the worst week. I don't know how you could possibly say she had a worse week than charles dave that is absolutely insane to me i didn't say she wait i did say she had a worse week. yeah she had a great week next week will be a bad week for her probably but this has been a great week she's driven she is driven she is pushed to the edge in this episode she reconsiders her relationship with charles and then wins the favor of the queen by saying let's give it another go she wins over the queen after the queen already knows Charles emotionally abuses her to the point that she cheats on him again when all eyes are on her get yours okay that's not Charles, what about. <laughs> Charles is settling for sloppy seconds, okay? Dinah is doing great, so... We'll see what happens next week. On the crowd. <laughs> well, that's that. Man, you know, kudos to Peter Morgan. I guess he just has to live in his drama to really sell the drama, you know, to really ride it. Yeah. Because now we're all just fired up. You know, we're ready for that finale. Are we? I mean, I guess so. Yeah, no, I'm jazz. That that episode left me on a high. I was I was pretty excited to talk about it. Yeah. Oh, and and one thing we didn't mention mm-hmm. earlier in the episode, we just watched episodes three and four of Pride and Prejudice for our Patreon feed. We did. So I mean, we'd usually put that a little earlier in the episode. I know we talk about things that we watched. Yeah. So having just and and I won't spoil our discussion of Pride and Prejudice, but having just watched something that's so dense in its storytelling. Mm-hmm. Watching something that that is very flowy and smooth, like goes down this episode of The Crown so was like, wow. Yeah, can drink it all in. It mm-hmm. almost made me fearful for us to go back to a show like Down Abbey, where we're tra- tracking so many storylines within an episode. Like, could we even keep up? But Down Abbey is even smoother than this. Sometimes Down Abbey likes to juggle like five or six plot lines. This episode is just like one plot line. That's true, but with lots of characters getting involved. Yeah. Yeah, everyone having a say and stuff. Either way, good times, man. These are the halcyon days for us with this podcast. Just watching shows that go down smooth and just living life and enjoying it. Waiting yeah, uh, to be A year ago when we we're like, I think, I don't know if we can do season two of The Crown. <laughs> yeah, yeah a year ago. It. I don't know if I can make it through this year. And here we are now, thriving. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Thri- thriving with an asterisk for sure. <laughs> yeah. We're not dead. <laughs> Relatively to everything else, yeah. Well, Dave, in between anything the else crown, you've been watching? Oh, Pride and okay. Prejudice. What? I said, Eric, you, were, you started saying it to me as I was saying it to you, Corey. Is there anything else you've been watching this week? I don't know, man. I, I mentioned last week that I've been watching um, the, this Korean drama, Crash Landing on You, and because these Korean dramas are 90-minute episodes, essentially, it, it takes up most of my evening just to watch an, an episode. <laughs> so that, mm-hmm. that's still been going on. Um, but over the weekend I discovered cause I listened, not only am I watching the Korean shows, I've been listening to some Korean music and I've, I found a show about, uh, five Korean pop stars who made a running group. And this was a reality show from late December. And then I just watched all four hour long episodes of this K pop girls who became friends through running. And I was like, this is great. This is like content I need to see. 
and they just talk about yeah. how miserable they are and how the machine just chews them out over there and how you do not want to be a pop star in Korea. Fascinating. Interesting. That's my, that, like, if you were to put stuff in a machine and then pop it out and say, like, this is something I will watch, that is something I will watch. So there yeah, you go. pop music, Korea, running. I want to say Korea. I'll just say pop music and running. That That's Man, it. I, I'll say Korea for you as well. You like your Bonchon. I do like Korean food. I mean, that's fair. I go to H Mart because I live five blocks away from one, you know. What have you been watching, Dave? I'm still, I'm on my, my Blu-ray purge. Mm-hmm. So I watched not as not as heavy a week this week with the Pride and Prejudice episodes that we had to watch. So I watched those. Yeah. And then I watched for the first time I think since college, uh, following my Rocky binge, mm-hmm. First Blood, which is on a lot of re-releases called Rambo First Blood. Yeah. What do you That's think of it this one. time? It's, it's great. A, it's yeah. even better. That, I watched I it recently. It's, it's very for the first poignant time too. in um, 2020 or 2019, 2021. Cops are not great in that movie. <laughs> no, the cops are terrible in that movie. They were totally egging him on the entire time. And he just oh, wants to get left alone. It's, it's great. 90 minutes. It, that's um, snackable. That's a snackable film. Yeah. And, and people want to, like, you know, critique Stallone's writing all they want. The guy knows how to write a speech. He can really write a good speech. The one he gives at the end of the movie, it's a knockout. worthy. Oh, yeah. He's absolutely. Great. He should have been nominated for an Oscar, I think. He was that good in that in that. You and that's know. what eighty two. So is that between yeah. Rocky two and three? Uh, yes. It was him trying to prove that he can make a movie outside the Rocky universe that was a hit because a lot of his other ones had failed at that point. Yeah. So I watched that, and then uh, Evil Dead two, which it didn't didn't really work alone. I think that might have a little Roadhouse syndrome. You need people, and you need something to ease your senses. Yeah, you need to be into it. I mean, I I watched it with our group a, a couple years back, and it was a lot of fun. Um, it does have a bit of empty calorie feeling to it uh, on some level. It takes about half an hour to get moving, mm-hmm. and it's a ninety—not even a ninety-minute movie. So it takes about a third of its runtime to get to the sort of gimmick. Yeah. And it—you know—I I know it's a cult movie. I used to love it in college. It was like an, a top-tier movie for me in college. Definitely, mm-hmm. I was talking to a fellow or former guest of the podcast, Alec, about yeah. it over the weekend, and. We both kind of agreed that it's a movie that's probably peaks for you before you see movies like Cabin in the Woods or better, more well-made zombie movies. I wouldn't so. say it's better. Uh, Cabin in the Woods is better than that. I would not agree with that. But, you know, like it's kind of like watching E.T. and then watching all these other alien family movies in the 90s where it's like everybody has learned so much from Evil Dead 2 mm-hmm. that Evil Dead 2 doesn't feel as great. Fresh, yeah. Yeah. Not bad. And I also know. think... You know, a lot of those movies you watch in college, we tend to overrate because it's like those experiences that we have for the first time. Like, oh, they make movies like this, or that something. Mm-hmm. You know, it feels yeah, fresh. That's, that's that is what Alex said as well. It's that sort of sense of like you feel like a part of a community that knows something that not everybody knows. Yeah, and then you get further and away from you it. Feel, it's like, yeah, it's fine. Yeah, yeah, it's good. And then I feel like in life you just gravitate. You learn to gravitate towards stuff that actually speaks to you, and then that becomes like your thing. You know, you, when you know it you know and and it changes yeah you got to get there yeah you got to find your mission statement and what entertainment you like or whatever you like in life yeah so absolutely. korean food pop music and running mm-hmm. and, and if you're charles it's camilla and highbrow ballet that makes you cry and not billy joel <laughs> yeah not billy joel 
so, what, so Phantom of the Opera is like that era, right? So it's very of the time. That's why Diana gets wants to do it and Charles doesn't care about it. Uh, wait, what'd you say? You Phantom of the second. Opera that she performs. That yeah, that came out in like eighty four, eighty five, and you know, like Hamilton has a shelf life of like four or five so years after even it so it's launched. That peak, peak Phantom. Yeah, yeah, it, which shows why Charles popular, doesn't care. Over. Absolutely, because it, 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 I mean, I don't think Phantom of the Opera has ever been regarded as high art, especially in the eighties, because it had all this like synths and, and essentially popified you know stage sound so mm-hmm. i can see why uh charles is not impressed by it <laughs> yeah well it or diana yeah well i guess we gotta we gotta give out one one more one more shout out on the podcast before we say goodbye and that's to historic third ever black wwe champion bobby lashley our boy we've taken some time off of telling you what's going on with wrestling mm-hmm. but WrestleMania is coming around the corner about what 50 days away, 60 days away. And another fan favorite of the Lords of Grantham, the Miz won the championship a week ago. Yep. Just for one of your favorites, Bobby Lashley to grab him by the throat and say, I'm taking that from you next week. <laughs> I'm so happy. I'm so happy about it. The hurt business is totally in business and it is booming. Well-deserved. The guy's been there forever. Good and is Down Abbey's on Peacock, right? That was the big get for them? Uh, Down Abbey should be on Peacock as well, yeah. So if you're listening to this and you're rewatching Down Abbey on Peacock, the WWE Network is about to be on Peacock. So yeah, you have all the stuff that we talk about, you're going to be able to access right away if you're do, on Peacock. Do you think they get Jim Carter to host WrestleMania? I mean, he could guest announced drew mcintyre coming to the ring no i think they, they just get, get him to show up they need a host why not jim I, I think he would show up for wrestlemania okay yeah i think that's that's plausible i think i think so and he and maybe um brendan coyle is in a match actually fighting someone of uh, like a backstage brawl he's seamus's um corner man no that would that would be uh tom tom would be oh that. yeah it would be Bear, uh, branson <laughs> yeah yeah anyways enough of that you can follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Mm-hmm. Merch have, link is on our Twitter. Yep. Lordsgrantham at gmail.com if you want to email us. Patreon if you want Kickboxer or Pride and Prejudice or the rest of our backlog. And, and entry to our Facebook group. Yeah. And leave us a review on iTunes if you feel so inclined. We really appreciate that. All right. So until then, we'll see you next week. Mm-hmm.